Amazing what happens when you don't have 30 turnovers. And when your new additions like Jonas Valanciunas and Devontae Graham score 20-plus points each. And when Brandon Ingram becomes your go-to closer down the stretch of a game, you have good rotations from your head coach, and the defense is solid. You win the game, and the Pelicans get their first victory. Let's talk about it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday. First victory for the Pelicans this season. They are not going 0-82 with a solid win. A really good performance, 107-98 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms five days a week for you all. No one else talking pals like this. Coming to you the next day, breaking down all of the biggest stories, everything like that. Though we weren't with you yesterday. Flew back to New Orleans from Austin for the Formula One Austin uh, United States Grand Prix. Get to my house and the power's out. So that was kind of fun when I wanted to record a podcast early in the morning to get it out for you guys. So it'll be four podcasts this week, but normally it's five per week. So thank you all for being here. Thrilled you're making me part of your day. And yeah, we get to talk about the Pelicans 107-98 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Very different than Saturday's game. We're going to talk about Valanciunas in the second segment. We're going to talk about Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham, both guys who are huge in this one, really all three of them, of course. And then in the third segment, other observations. It's going to touch on Herb Jones, Kyra Lewis Jr., Nikhil Alexander-Walker transition offense and transition defense. All of that stuff, we're going to get into it all in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. In today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. So the big story of the Pelicans' 107-98 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves was Jonas Valanciunas, the new addition for the Pels, you know, who struggled in the opening game, missing 16 shots, 3 of 19 in that one, the day that he got a brand new fancy big money contract extension. Now that contract extension is looking like a damn steal for the Pelicans right now. Valanciunas in this game, 22 points, 23 rebounds, and gave Carl Anthony Towns, the best player in this game probably, all sorts of trouble. Carl Anthony Towns was picking up technical fouls early on in the game, fouls left and right that left him somewhat limited in this one, and he had an overall like rough game despite scoring 32 points and grabbing 14 boards himself, but he was outshone by Jonas Valanciunas. The big man was just doing work down low. Was aggressive going after rebounds, obviously. 19 offensive rebounds, 14 defensive rebounds for a total of 23. And just really wanted to kind of make his mark in the game. You know, I thought in the game on Saturday when Carl Anthony Towns fouled out, they didn't go to Valanciunas enough. And despite having a game of, you know, a double-double, right? It didn't feel that impactful. This one felt very freaking impactful. And this is kind of what you wanted to see out of him, right? You wanted to see him leave his mark on the game. He's a talented interior scorer, and he was doing it. When there was a missed shot, he was going up for those boards aggressively, and he does something that I love. 
I love, love, love seeing big men do this, and not enough of them do it. When a big man grabs the ball, and you're right by the basket, you will often see them dribble it with like both hands, throw it down, get it back up, and then go up. And that one dribble move, when you put the ball back on the ground, it can get knocked out. All of a sudden, you're having to go up with the ball, and that's where it gets swatted out or something like that. Or you get fouled, and they're big men, so they miss free throws. It's a mess, right? Like, you don't want to put the ball back on the ground when you're a big and you catch the ball down low. Valanciunas, like, doesn't do that. That's something I did not notice about his game when looking at how he could impact this team. He's out there, you know, either a dump-off pass, which Nikhil had to him, and he just goes up and puts it in. Offensive board kind of comes to him. He just goes up and puts it in. Doesn't put the ball on the ground. Is very decisive and goes to try and finish. It lets him finish through contact easier, too. And you see him getting to the foul line. He got to the line eight times in this game, and he made all eight of them. That's a big freaking deal. He actually hasn't missed a free throw all season long. I even tweeted it in the middle of the game, thinking that he was it was going to be a jinx or something, right? Nope. He still managed to finish. Defensively, one-on-one against Carl Anthony Towns wasn't you know the most amazing performance. That's not going to get you on the all-defensive team, but he was solid enough. He made it so that Carl Anthony Towns was missing. Carl Anthony Towns was having a rough game and getting frustrated and spending more time yelling at the refs than he was playing in this game at times, it felt like. And that's due to what Valanchunas was doing. So this is big for a number of reasons. You know, I've said I don't know if he's the best fit next to Zion Williamson. Though The fact that he played so much of his game kind of around the free throw line at times, trying to get the ball there and then going down low, trying to do hook shots, broke out a little jumper here and there, one even rattled in. That was kind of ugly, but shooters roll, right? You know, that might be enough spacing to put him with Zion. And look, Zion can score at the rim and is going to score against uh, at the rim no matter who's out there on the court. You had him play with Steven Adams, who can't do anything away from the rim and isn't that talented of an interior scorer himself. And Zion still did what he was able to do. You know, with someone who's better in Valanciunas, maybe the fit won't be as bad as I think it might be. But I also think it means that you can run him with the second unit. Maybe he starts, but maybe he's that first sub out. And when you start to make changes, he's kind of anchoring a second unit lineup. And he did it a little bit in this game. And we'll talk more about the rotations in the third segment. But you saw him and Brandon Ingram kind of get staggered a little bit at times. And that really helped secure those bench units when the bench units were really bad to start the year. They've been terrible. Well, the Pelicans had 20 bench points in this one. It's not an amazing number, but that's significantly better than what they've been doing. And a lot of that was the rotations by Willie Green to make sure that there was a focal point so that those other guys weren't being asked to do too much. And Valanciunas was a big, big part of that. I loved what we saw from him in this one. They need to be feeding him as much as they possibly can while Zion's out and yeah, he was a big, big reason, obviously, why the Pelicans won and got their first victory of the season, the first win of Willie Green's career as an NBA head coach. So coming up next, we'll talk more about Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham in this next segment. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and it's a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings you live tv and on-demand favorites like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes no need to buy another device ever again and the best part 
There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Also, it's the only streaming option for Bally Sports New Orleans. You want to watch the Pals without cable provider? This is the only way to do it. So you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So thank you again for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day, free and available five days a week for you all. No one else coming to you like that at all. Don't forget, make your second listen Locked On Saints with host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold, including their game last night against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. I'm going to listen to that because I'm not paying attention to the game. I'm going to go to sleep as soon as I'm done recording this. And I need to catch up on it all. And Ross Jackson does the absolute best job over at the Locked on Saints podcast. So here talking about the Pelicans' first victory of the season. They they grabbed the 107-98 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, really led by Big Val. 22 points, 23 rebounds. He was awesome on the night. But look, it wasn't just him, right? You saw Devontae Graham and Brandon Ingram really step up in this one. Let's lead with Brandon Ingram here. He was great. 27 points on the night, including one of the better dunks we've seen from him in a really, really long time. And the biggest thing about him, right? Like the best part of his play in this one was not that he got hot early on. It wasn't going the four of seven from three. It wasn't the nine rebounds and trying to just influence the game. It wasn't even the fact that he was kind of locked in defensively. You could see the strides he's made this year. He knew what he needed to work on. He went out and he worked on it. And it's paying off to start the year. It's not necessarily translating a ton into wins just yet for New Orleans. But the fact that he's putting forth that effort defensively means other guys have to step up to try and match that. That's going to pay off sooner rather than later, I think, for New Orleans. And he was great in this game. 11 of 21 on the night, 52.4%. But it was him closing the game. You know, this one was New Orleans out to a big lead. It started to get whittled away in the third quarter. They kind of weathered a a run from Anthony Edwards. We'll talk about that, too, in the next segment. And then in the fourth quarter, when Minnesota was just trying to get in there, right, Minnesota didn't think at any point in this one that they were out of the game. They never gave up until it was, like, actually over, and they did the right thing and gave up. But that was late in the game, like two minutes left, right? They really thought they had a chance to get back in this one if they could get it within five or so, probably go on a run, demoralize Pelicans, win the win the game, and New Orleans loses. Brandon Ingram didn't let that happen. He hit five straight shots in the middle of the th- uh, about three and a half minutes left in the game, going on a run by himself to basically just will this team to victory. He kind of had that, like, the daggers in his eyes, right? Ice running through his veins. He wasn't going to let them lose. And this is a team that really, really struggled to close games out last year. And they've struggled somewhat with it this year, right? In the fourth quarter, they kind of wilted, or in the second half, they've kind of wilted and just let the game get away from them. It could have happened in this one. And Brandon Ingram decided that was not going to happen today and went out and closed the game and hit clutch shots. That's what you needed from him. That's what he needed to do. He was four of six in the fourth quarter for eight points. You can't ask for much more than that. That's excellent basketball from him, closing the game out, making sure New Orleans gets the victory. They need someone to step up and kind of be the man, right? Particularly without Zion Williamson there. Brandon Ingram was the absolute freaking closer in this game. That speaks to his growth more than almost anything else does. The defense, though, that also does it to a certain degree. And then you had Devontae Graham in this one. Oh, man, I was a little bit nervous. 
his shot wasn't falling a little bit early on, and then he just found other ways to score. He was one of six from three. If I tell you that and you didn't watch the game, you didn't look at the box score, you just assume. Terrible night. He's a three-point shooter, right? That's kind of what he does. That's why they brought him in, to be that sniper out there with Zion. One of six. It's going to be a rough night. Not at all for the other new addition for the Pelicans. 21 points for him, seven assists. He ended up finishing eight of 16. So he was seven of 10 in all of his other shots than uh, three-pointers. He was also perfect four of four from the line. That's what you need from him. He, he showed some craftiness in this game. Decided he was going to put the ball on the, on the court, ball on the deck, and drive and attack the basket. And look, he's undersized. He's not a good finisher at the rim. So he wasn't going to be doing his damage down low. But when he started driving and he's got some speed to him and teams are backing up, playing a little bit of drop coverage in the pick and roll against him too at times when they realized the shot wasn't falling and he started going, he just pulled up nailed floaters. There was like a lot of craftiness to his game. Something that looked like a 10-year vet in the NBA making some of these shots. Realizing his pull-up kind of off the dribble, off movement shooting is the way for him to go. He's kind of, he's really good at that actually. So off that kind of dribble, just pulls up, shoots it, whether it's a bank, banks it in, whether it's a floater, whatever it might be, he kind of took what the defense gave him and didn't try and force things. It's fine. He didn't need to. When you have Valanciunas going for what he did, when you have Brandon Ingram putting up 27 points, and you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker be hit or miss on offense but giving you enough to kind of help carry you, he was great in this one. You know, this is probably the player the Pelicans envision. They want him shooting that three-point shot, but you're not signing him if he's only a three-point shooter. You're bringing him in if you think he can do a whole lot else, and they did. And that's why they brought him in, and he, sh- he kind of rewarded them for it. But also, you see what it does off the dribble, right? A guard that's willing to attack and penetrate. And this isn't to throw like shade at Lonzo Ball, who beat New Orleans the other night and had a triple-double doing it. This is, this is the element they need from that backcourt. It can't be one-dimensional of just shooters, and that's it. You need guys that can be aggressive and can attack and create for others, and that's what Devontae Graham was really doing in this game last night. You don't get seven assists without that, and it shows there's more facets to his game, makes him a better offensive threat, and again, you could look at him or Nikhil going with the second unit, being able to kind of break it all out and not just be a one-dimensional player and be that you know be more than a three-point shooter. He was great in this one. All right, coming up, other observations on the Pelicans win over the Minnesota Timberwolves transition offense is, is rough Nikhil still mixed Herb Jones should be in the starting lineup and Kyra Lewis Jr. still struggling we'll talk about it all coming up kind of a lightning round segment here with my observations for the game on the Pelicans 107-98 victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves before we get to all of that today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by betonline.ag basketball's back football's in full swing It's awesome. And a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your free money, basically. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, those chain stores, if you need a part for your car, 
It's going to be a hassle. Yeah, you're going to go in. It's convenient because they're right there. But you know what? You're going to overpay and you're only going to get one part. It may fit your car. It might be a little tighter than you want, but you're going to have to deal because they're only going to stock one type of part that you need for your car. It's not a fun situation. You have access to computers with uh, that can get rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I work on all my cars. I order all the parts I need from rockauto.com because I promise you they're cheaper than anywhere else I've found. And at times it's not just like a couple of bucks cheaper. Other times it's hundreds of dollars cheaper. So if you're fixing your car yourself, you're already saving money. Save even more by using rockauto.com. Plus you can choose the type of parts you want. Do you want performance parts? Do you need something that's just going to help you get by and keep your car running? You can get whatever it is might be at whatever price point you want. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. Whether you need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, you can get it all over at their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every single day we're here free free and available five days a week no paywall Solid Pelicans talk, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. So please make Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, leave me a comment. Who do you credit most for the Pelicans' victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves? It was big. It's kind of a toss-up between Valanciunas and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram may be getting the nod because he closed that game out. But others contributed to this win, other than three guys that we've mentioned so far. One of them was Herb Jones. In the starting lineup, didn't score a point, but his defense, at times on Carl Anthony Towns, when Towns really tried to like go over him and it just did not work at all, and Herb Jones didn't move a, a bit, it's kind of impressive. Like he does, he's not going to contribute a ton to the stat sheet, but he just does all of those little things that you need. And he's a plus minus positive on the year. You haven't seen that a ton for New Orleans. I know he's not giving you anything offensively. And the offense has struggled, and we'll talk about him more tomorrow, I think. But given that plus minus and the fact that he just does all of that stuff, I think that's kind of an important guy to, to have in there right now. And look, in the third quarter, when it was uh, Anthony Edwards really getting hot and starting to score and go on a run almost by himself and kind of sparking that uh, Minnesota comeback. They threw Herb Jones on him and that stopped that momentum and swung it back in the favor of New Orleans. That's the kind of like 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 icer, right? Like like uh, a cooler, whatever you, you used, used to use in Vegas. Like a guy that you can just throw out there and it's cool. We shut that guy down. We can pull Herb Jones out and we can go about doing what we were doing, which is trying to win this basketball game. Doesn't doesn't show up in the stat sheet a lot, but he's a key player for New Orleans right now. I did mention, though, that the offense was bad. And look, in the half court, they were much better in this game last night. But their, their transition offense freaking sucks. They only forced 11 turnovers, so they didn't have a ton of time to kind of get out and run, right? Not the most opportunities, but they finished with three fast break points. 
This team wants to play fast, and when you watch them try and play fast, when they get out in transition, particularly in the first half, first quarter, it was bad. They just aren't on the same page. They're almost playing a little bit too fast and out of control, not making the right reads, trying to go like one on three when Minnesota had guys back, missing the obvious passes and just trying to do too much. They need to figure that out because you've got to, until Zion comes back, get those easy points when they present themselves, and that is in transition. Um, another area that they're stro- struggling, we mentioned the bench stuff, right? Part of that's is Kyra Lewis Jr. not looking good, and I worry he's going to fall out of the rotation kind of soon. He was 0 for 3 in this game, and just, like, I don't know. Like, it, it, the game looks a little bit too fast for him. He doesn't realize what he needs to do, which is use his speed to try and get to the rim. I don't know if it's he's trying to set up his teammates too much. I don't think it's that. He had Patrick Beverly, like, all in his head these past two games, really kind of messing him. And screw Pat Bev, by the way. Just what an annoying player. I, I don't know what it's going to take for him to kind of figure it out, but it's a little bit of a worry that he is struggling like he is right now. And look, there were times when it was a struggle in this game for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 6 of 16 on the night, just 2 of 9 from deep. But he did finish with 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, only 1 turnover, trying to contribute in other ways. It's still, look, the growth for him to be that above average starter that the team needs hasn't happened just yet. He's going to be inconsistent, but he can definitely be a hit and give you wins. And he's not playing, at least in this one, so bad that it was a liability, though he kind of was in the last game for the Minnesota Timber uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know. If this is kind of what he gives you, you need a little bit more than this from him, but it wasn't the worst we've ever seen. But it's a bit of a worrying sign that some of that internal growth hasn't happened like we would have wanted I actually thought Jackson Hayes finally had his best game this season but you'd like to have seen a little bit more from him and maybe not have rookie Herb Jones pass him just yet in the rotation in the lineup we'll see if it ends up getting put together a little bit more if it's a process this year there you go first victory for New Orleans on the season they're not going to go 0-82 107 98 over the Timberwolves Valanciunas 20 and 20 game Brandon Ingram 27 points closing it out Devontae Graham getting it done other ways That was awesome. Nice win. This is kind of where New Orleans started to click. We'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow as well. And then also preview the game against the Atlanta Hawks, which I'm excited for in the Smoothie King Center. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you again for making Locked On Pels your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free. And available on all platforms. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.